<laughs> so many buttons to push. All right. Good morning, everybody. Nikki Burnett here. Tastes like nutrition. This is Taste Like Nutrition Radio, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com. Um, and today is a super unique, intriguing, interesting show. I've been looking forward to this for, I don't know, months. I think it's been months. Um, so super excited, Tom. This is Tom Palladino uh, to have you on to chat with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. the audience. Thank yeah, you. yeah. So... Um, this is going to be interesting, and I can't wait for for us to dig in a little bit. But as always, we always start the show with gratitude. Gratitude can change the world. I fully believe that. I think it's really important. Um, this morning, I pulled up a little YouTube video that was of, uh, what's his name? Bob Baker is a guy I found on YouTube. Don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, my husband found him years ago. And it's just listening to, you know, kind of going through all of the things that you're grateful for. And you really just spend the time to appreciate what it is. And it just helps you think outside the box a little bit. You know, sometimes it's hard to, sometimes when we're stuck in the junk, it can be a little bit hard to, oh, got to turn my music down. Hold on. There we go. Um, <laughs> it can be a little bit hard to, to really, really think of what we're grateful for. And there's so many things, no matter what our situation there's so many things that we have to be grateful for. So, um, Tom, what are you grateful for today? Everything. Life, yeah. everything. I love it. I, I, can't, I can't enumerate it. <laughs> everything. Every, every morning I, I wake up, I thank God for life. I love it. I love it. That's so good. It's, you know, I think it's so, it's, it's good to be big picture. Um, I love to be big picture and it's good to be, you know, sort of granular as well. I woke up this morning and, you know, I try to, I don't always, but I do most of the time these days. It really has um, become a pretty good habit. But as soon as I wake up, I'm thanking God for whatever it is. And sometimes it's just the breath in my lungs. You know, I'm here. I'm here to do the things that he put me here to do. I'm here to serve. I'm here to love and to give and to learn, which is really what I want to do more of. And so we're going to do today. <laughs> so um, I think that that's what I'm going to say today is I'm grateful for the... Um, the urge it really is a need sort of deep inside to to learn as much as I can and I feel like I don't get to do it enough um, so whatever that looks like if it's talking to people like you Tom if it's going to conferences and continuing education whatever it is that I can do reading books uh, listening to books whatever I can do it's one of those things that um, it's a true pull and it's not something that hit me until a little bit later in life well, that's not true. Probably, probably grad school. Probably grad school. I was like, this is awesome stuff. I love school. <laughs> Which I didn't before that. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I'm grateful for. Um, I want to go ahead and jump in though, because Tom has some really interesting things to talk about. Not something that we've ever, ever talked about here on the show before. And I'm just going to let you dig in. So just start where you are ready to start. You know, we tend to start, you know, kind of with your history, what got you to where we, where you are, what motivates you, what excites you, and then we'll just go from there. With that theme of gratitude in mind, yeah. I'm grateful for your time, Nikki, and the time of the audience. This, this will be time well spent. So what are we going to speak about today? Scalar energy, what is chi or prana? Some people call that zero-point energy. 
And to illustrate scalar energy is not electricity. I'm not working with electricity. I'm in my laboratory. These are scalar energy instruments that I'm working with behind me. And I want to demonstrate what I call quantum healing. So before we get into that, I'll go over a, a quick background of who I am and, uh, and, and uh, why we're speaking today. Yeah. I, I am a scalar energy researcher. As a youngster, I started to study scalar energy. I really was enthralled with the work of Nikola Tesla. Many of you have heard that name, Nikola Tesla. Later in his life, Nikola Tesla was working with scalar energy instruments in which he was able to harness the energy of the sun and the stars as free energy and use that energy in a kinetic sense to perform work or some type of operation. Well, behind me here, these are scalar energy instruments. And I mentioned these instruments harness the energy of the sun and the stars. So this is, if you will, a miniature star. I'm working with energy not of a stream of electrons. No, it's not electromotive force. It's a miniature star that is so powerful, if I hold in my hand a light bulb, it can illuminate the light bulb. <laughs> That's amazing. That is so, so this, cool. This, this is scalar energy. This is the ambient energy that I'm speaking of, the energy of the sun and the stars that I have learned to harness. And to give your audience a view, this is a So, hey, Notably, so, Tom, Tom? there are no moving parts. Tom, can you hear me? So, where is this? Okay, sorry to interrupt you. you. I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, you broke up there as you moved your camera. And so, when you were okay. showing your lab, we didn't understand what you were what we were seeing. Okay. I'm pointing to the instrument. This instrument has no moving parts. So it's not an induction motor. We're, we're not trying to create the motion. The motion already exists. The kinetic energy is from the sun and the stars. So what does that mean? It means that if we can harness this energy, we can perform work functions. The energy in and of itself is intelligence. And this instrument can uh, carry out a function that we so desire. So before we get into that, let me just review. This is a new technology. I'm a theorist. I'm a scanner energy inventor. I work with custom-built instruments. I believe this informational system, scanner energy, serves as a new and promising technology to mankind. In many ways, I'm trying to continue with the work of Nikola Tesla, the great inventor himself. It's so funny because I don't usually have a hard time with a comeback or with a question. I mean, I have lots of questions, but it's just, it just, I just sit here and I listen to you and I think, okay, you're harnessing the energy of the sun and the stars with these instruments that look like, well, I don't know what they look like, futuristic, but it is, this is futuristic Emirates today, but I'm going to just let you continue because it's so fascinating. Well, stop. No, this is what I want. I want you to describe what it means, what the quantum, what quantum health means, what quantum physics means. Does that make sense? What is quantum physics? Yes. Electromagnetic physics. Now, what are we getting at? As far as I'm concerned, quantum physics is non-physical reality. It's information, intelligence. Now, if we look at the electromagnetic spectrum, you have to deal with some type of electron or proton. 
there is some type of mass involved. With scalar energy, there's no mass. It's massless. Now, this is what's so intriguing and, and so delightful, that we no longer are bound by mass. We can work with intelligence, which moves at a flash across the universe. So why, if you will, uh, curtail our activity with the movement of electrons? Why not work with consciousness or intelligence that can, that can facilitate any function much easier than that of AC or DC electricity? So with that in mind, I work with an intelligence. Scalar energy allows me to broadcast to minister intelligence, which is the end result that we desire. Now, just let me set the ground rules. When I work, I only work with photographs of people. This is my photograph. I actually take a photograph of a person and I place it in the instrument. My quantum field, my energy field on that photograph is now experiencing energy. I can feel that right now. If this instrument is so strong it can illuminate a light bulb, mm -hmm. that's the identical energy going into my brain waves and my seven chakras. Here, let me demonstrate this. She's so strong, if I hold this fluorescent tube close to the instrument, it will illuminate. Now imagine that type of energy going into your quantum field. Fascinating. Scalar energy force field that I've created. Mm -hmm. So what does this mean? It's, we're not on a biological level. We don't work with the biology, but we work with the or their information field. And the information field is a higher order than the buckle. So when I work with a person by way of their photograph, it is indeed their information, their quantum, their perhaps their spirit, depending on your cultural background. We work in the non-physical realm of quantum. Okay. <laughs> so, so when you so with this type of energy you have the ability to change and i don't know if i'm jumping ahead but it's kind of what the show is about a little bit i think is sort of to create to change biochemistry yes yes and yes. which is you know top to bottom it's everything right in our body biochemistry so yeah talk about talk about how yeah. that happens okay and so all why. of my sure <laughs> All of my work, once again, is informational. Mm -hmm. I believe, it, it, if you will, downstream it has a, if you will, a biochemical effect. Mm -hmm. But in and of itself, it's only information. And I'll, I'll improve that by the following. Let's say somebody sent me their photograph and I wanted to download a natural food into a person. So follow me now. This is a photograph of spinach. Now, the key with this photograph, it has energy attached to it, not a chemical. If I wanted to give myself the energy of spinach, I would hold up my photograph side by side the photograph of spinach. Now, remember, we're working at an informational level. So the energy of spinach enters into my quantum field. Now, that is, if you will, not a biochemical process, but an informational process. And when I do that, I have a program called Natural Foods. When I do that, I realize that I'm receiving the nutrients that I need. Uh, I am not hungry. I can miss a meal or two because energetically my body is receiving the nutrients, the phytochemicals 
from spinach, and in so doing, I see a change in my chemistry. All right, so you probably get this question all the time. If, if you do, I mean, if, you, if we do that, if we were to all do that, does it mean that we don't have to eat? It, it means that, and this is from my feedback from uh -huh. people, uh -huh. people are missing one meal a day. Okay. They're not as hungry. Okay. Because mm -hmm. we can download energetically the vitamins, the phytochemicals, mm -hmm. the minerals that they need. Now, now I in no way do I want to replace any supplement program. In right. no way do I want anybody to abandon. But from experience, people tell me, when we are downloading the energy of spinach, other types of natural foods into people, that outload of energy serves to suppress their appetite. They say that their skin tone is in many fingernails are stronger. All of that on account of the fact that submitted a Crazy. So I'm going to tell you that, that our connection is a little bit dodgy. I think we're catching most everything, but it is a little, it's a little bit rough. I'm not sure um, what's happening, but I, it's, it's okay. Just letting you know, I don't know if there's, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, but okay. So one of the things that I would come back to that with as a nutritionist is this is not for everyone, but, but often, I mean, it used to be, so it's, it's very much person dependent, but it used to be we need to eat three meals a day and we need to have snacks in the middle. And now we're getting to the point where we're like, oh, we're eating way too much food. We don't need all of this, this energy, right, that food gives us. We're, we're, we're taking on too much. And so fasting is now, fasting or intermittent fasting is more of a, it, it can be a good way to go for some people, less for women, but for some people, especially for men. But sometimes it can be difficult when you're in a situation where you have imbalances in your your satiety and hunger hormones when you have you know your you, all of these things that can happen that i deal with on a biochemical level so something like this almost is can be a little bit of a replacement if i tell someone hey i need you to skip a meal which i don't always do but sometimes i do anyway um this can be a little bit of a, a sort of a, a help a lift a yes replacement of, of sorts to help them get through. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's what many of the people, many of our subscribers are saying, that they do not want to abandon their health regimen or their diet. Mm -hmm. They simply want to supplement mm -hmm. with our program. And, and again, we only work with the energy fields on photographs. Mm -hmm. So this is, if you will, vitamin B5. Pentothenic acid. If I were to place that inside my quantum field, I enjoy the energy of B5. I'm receiving the B complex vitamins energetically. It suppresses my appetite. I'm receiving the necessary energy of the nutrients that I need. The metabolical processes are avoided because we actually administer what we need to each quantum cell. It's an energetic administration. It's not a chemical process. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this yeah. is not, you don't have to metabolize. You don't have mm -hmm. to break this down. Yeah. We already deliver it. So can you do me a favor, just because I'm super curious, can you put up next to your B5 a different B vitamin? Do you yeah. have a different B vitamin? Just so we can, um, I can see the difference of the two, in the two. 
Okay, here's riboflavin. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> now, the, the instrument that I have, it's the nutrient program. This instrument is operating 22 hours a day. And for 22 hours, the energy of V2 is downloading into me. Well, that's, that's wonderful. So when can you achieve nutrition around the clock? You can only do that through energy. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you don't want to take a protein shake 22 hours a day. You no. don't want to eat 22 hours mm -hmm. a day. So I'm trying to solve problems. And one of the way is by delivering nutrients via light. There's no caloric intake. You don't have to worry about metabolism. The energy itself is self-regulating. There's never an overdose. It's only at the energetic level, which brings us to a higher state of operation, of being. We're not at the physical level anymore. Which is amazing, too, because, again, going back to, to the way that I work, I'm, I try to tell, try to tell people... We are not in, we are not meant to eat all the time. Our belly is not meant to be full all the time. It is intended to empty. It's intended to to it works better when it's empty, right? When we're feeling things move around, it's starting to push out microbes and things that, that are not supposed to be there. So to be able to for those who do have this this propensity to overeat or do have their their hormones that are way out of a whack, creating um, you know cravings, or you don't know when you're full, or you don't know when you're hungry. There's all of these different things that we can see and deal with all the time. This is is so fascinating because that's what we want. We want the body to have what it needs, but we want to also give it a break, and that's what this is going to do: is give the body a break. Precisely, precisely. Yeah, yeah. So there's so many things we can do with this energy because it's intelligence. I, I contend that once scalar energy research takes off, it will replace most of our existing technology. Why? Because our existing technology is brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not to besmirch anybody's hard effort. But if it's much easier to do this at the quantum level of intelligence as opposed to the chemical level, as opposed to having to have a physical office, etc., etc., this... This does away with, if you will, all of those encumbrances. Okay, can you talk more about that? Yeah. <laughs> well, today, early in my lab, I work with half a million photographs. Okay. And not only did I download <clears throat> vitamin D2 or, or riboflavin into those people, I also have a technique whereby I can take a photograph of a microbe, in this case a virus, and this is Epstein-Barr, I can look for the energy, the signature of Epstein-Barr in a person through the photograph and eradicate it, destroy it. That's fascinating. Epstein-Barr is prolific and pr prevalent in everywhere, everywhere, yeah. So to be clear, this is the energetic way where we don't need a syringe, you don't need to visit a clinic. We do this through your quantum field. My quantum field, if I had the Epstein-Barr virus, this photograph of Epstein-Barr virus would identify the signature, would identify the character of Epstein-Barr, and then bring Epstein-Barr to a state of chaos. You can do that easily in the quantum field. If I had Epstein-Barr, this instrument that act upon this photograph, 
find Epstein-Barr in my energy field and eradicate it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're going to put, a, put you, you, you might be um, making the medical, medical community a little frustrated by this. <laughs> I, I would say that um, eventually scanner energy research will, will change the social order, including the medical model, the transportation model, the energy model. If, if I can illuminate a light bulb locally, eventually I'll be able to illuminate a light bulb at a distance. By the way, Tesla was able to illuminate light bulbs at a distance of miles. Oh, wow. Without wires, without uh -huh. a power station. So understand where we're going with this. I, without equivocation, this is a miniature star. Mm -hmm. This is not a, a miniature electrical plant. This, mm -hmm. I'm not working with coal or hydrogen. I am working with a star. Fascinating. Okay, so expand on the transportation piece of it. Okay, <clears throat> scalar energy is the cause of gravity. And there have been scalar energy researchers, my predecessor by the name of Hieronymus, was able to develop scalar energy instruments that would levitate. They would negate gravity. So keep in mind, gravity is an intelligence. And if you can negate or in some way subdue gravity, you have anti-gravity. And this has been proven before. So in the future, once we understand scalar energy, we should be able to negate gravity, and then we can overcome distance through an anti-gravity platform. That has been achieved. Okay, so I want to I want to continue on that, but I have I want to understand what you mean by gravity is an intelligence. I just lost connection with you for some reason. Okay. Um, okay. Can you repeat that? Okay. Yeah. So I want to continue with what you were saying, but I want to understand what you mean. And if you already covered this, I'm sorry. This is a lot for me. Um, <laughs> what you mean by gravity is an intelligence? Scale energy is the cause of everything. It's an intelligence. So everything needs intelligence. Everything, every physical manifestation has an instruction or intelligence. Uh, uh, prior to that. It's scalar energy that causes gravity. Scalar energy is a, is a double helix. And when this energy is inward, then you have a, a, a force field or a, a gravitational field. If you relax that energy, and it becomes, if you will, outward or centrifugal, then gravity relaxes. There was a scientist by the name of Gravenikoff, and I'll share with you a photograph someday. He had a, a, a levitating platform of scalar energy. He could levitate, he could overcome gravity with this platform. And he did it by negating the scalar energy force field. So you either have gravity, which is really a, a concentration of scalar energy, you relax scalar energy, you have anti-gravity. Once you have anti-gravity, you, you can travel about freely without impediment. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna ask you a question, and this comes from knowing um, what your beliefs are, but I'm, but, to you, or to, to anybody who is a believer, I mean, in my mind, this is, you know, proof is always fun to have proof of things that we don't see and that we don't feel or touch or get, right? But, you know, God is intelligence. This is proof of God. If everything has an intelligence, if gravity is an intelligence, it's, it, this is proof of, of God, yes? Yes, yeah. it is. It is. Yeah. This is the God force. That's what mm -hmm. I'm working with. And here's my contention, I come from a Christian background. Mm -hmm. The Ark of the Covenant 
was a scalar energy device. It gave off scalar energy. And this is why the Ark of the Covenant is so unique. If you recall, sometimes they said there was a, 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 a if you will, a, a light that would come from the Ark of the Covenant. Well, similar to the light that, that shines on my light bulb. So that's where we're going with this. We're going with this, this innate, this organic energy that I firmly believe is divine. Only God can illuminate the stars. And if I'd recreated a star, then I'd recreated, if you will, a, a miniature version of the Ark of the Covenant. Well, that's big. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> okay. Um, so some of the things that you're doing at this point... Um, is I feel like I'm, I'm, I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but I think it's pretty fascinating that you are working globally with people and specifically people who are, uh, you know, third world, third world countries and things like that. And you're helping these people in essentially in their health care. They've also been part of your sort of your, your, your data bank, essentially. Is that the correct way to say that? Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll explain. I'm yeah. going to hold up a photograph. Yeah. This is a photograph from an HIV clinic. This is the O Prakash HIV AIDS clinic in Delhi, India. And they've been supporting us. We've been supporting them. We've worked with over 5,000 people at this clinic who were HIV positive. And after working with these people through their photograph, only their photograph, nobody has a viral load anymore for HIV. I'll explain how that works. Once again, I only work with photographs because a photograph is a source of light and very pertinent to my work, Nikki. There's no human interpretation. What do I mean? I'm going to hold up a photograph of the HIV virus side by side the photograph of the people from Delhi, India. So we sh share information. Everything is intelligence with scanner energy. Non-physical intelligence of HIV, if we can find that signature of non-physical intelligence of HIV and people. Oh, I lost you. Hold on, I lost your... Hey, Tom. Hold on, we can't hear you. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Oh, I just got you back. So... Okay. All right. Sorry. Explain. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, if I take a photograph of the HIV virus and I match it up, I have these two photographs communicate. The HIV virus, if we can find that... HIV virus inside a person's quantum field, then the HIV is a signature and eradicated from the people. So I only work with photographs because it's quantum intelligence. A photograph has quantum intelligence. It's not chemical. Every person, we've worked with over 5,000 people at this clinic in Delhi, India, by way of this process with photographs as identifiers for signatures, and nobody at the clinic has a viral load anymore for HIV. How long did that take? Hey, only a month. What? Here, here's, <laughs> here's one of the test results from the clinic. This huh. individual had was HIV positive for years, and now this individual has no viral load. Amazing. So amazing. And so you're doing this in India. Where are some other places you're doing this? Uh, in Tanzania, we're working, we do a lot of pro bono work because obviously people, 
healthcare is expensive and there has to be an alternative. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold up quickly. This is a, a, a testimony from Tanzania. I'm just going to brief through some of the photographs of people who were HIV positive from Tanzania. And after we work with these people, everybody in this photograph is attesting that they no longer have a viral load for HIV. And many of them were HIV positive for 10, 20 years. Everybody's feeling better. This report is on our website. It's another demonstration that working through a photographic force field, we can produce a favorable outcome. Fascinating. I just keep saying that fascinating. It's like, I can't stop. Um, <laughs> okay, so I think what I would love to see, to hear, again, because this is, I hate, I've, I've come to not really appreciate the word woo or woo-woo um, because I'm, I'm data-driven, but I also know there are things, when there are things that maybe we don't understand or get or don't have education on, I'm like, oh, well, that's totally woo-woo. Um, right. Um, what are other viruses, other, I mean, and I love stories, right? Testimonials, whatever you want to give of that are, that are like that HIV, you know, you said Epstein-Barr, you're seeing that you're doing more work in Epstein-Barr. Are there others? Um, what about things like long COVID? Um, here's, here's one. Here's a, a test result for herpes. Okay. So people. People send us their, their photograph, and after we work with them, people tell us they no longer have a viral load for herpes. Here's, here's another PCR test for herpes. Okay. So it's, it's very straightforward, and I want to make this clear. These are photographs of various viruses of the herpes family. Uh -huh. When I match up, when I place in the instrument my force field, matching it up to the force field of herpes. The two communicate instantaneously. If whatever herpes virus I have in my quantum field will be negated by energy. So keep in mind, don't think of the biological level. Think of the informational level that drives everything else in the universe. If we can take the information of herpes and bring it to a state of chaos, herpes ceases to exist. That's what I'm doing. So freaking cool. I negate the intelligence of herpes. Mm -hmm. If you negate the intelligence of herpes, it ceases to exist. <laughs> cool. I, so my mind went to, well, if you, if you negate my intelligence, right, then I cease to exist. <clears throat> well, in a broader sense, yes. And let me mm -hmm. explain what I've learned. Uh-huh. Scalar energy is a double helix. It's this identical ratio and proportion of our DNA. So if it's my contention, what is DNA? It's scalar energy. Mm. We are created and maintained by scalar energy. You know, think of this, Nikki. You've you've studied the DNA molecule. It's it's rather it's rather involved. Yeah. And you know, there's so many base pairs, and and you say to yourself, how is that coded? Where where's that intelligence come from? Scalar intelligence is responsible for DNA intelligence. Scalar energy is the cause of DNA. That's super cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating whether I want to move for, forward with this just because what I, what I want to say is it comes from a conference that I went to. 
Um, and so it's not my, I don't have a true understanding of this, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I, I go to a specific con conference. Well, I'm just going to say it's a company called Cellcore, which everybody knows I'm totally in love with this company because they do all of the, all of the, they do so many right things and we're very aligned in our beliefs and our views. And I think you would be as well. Um, we're in a, we're in a place in our world where, I mean, I, I, I truly believe science has been bastardized, right? It's about money. It's about, uh, you know, uh, agendas. And, you know, I kind of have gotten away from saying science. I say more evidence-based that can still be bastardized, bastardized as well. My point to this is one of the things that they said that has stuck with me is that there is, is that we have been, there's, there's, nobody really knows what a double helix looks like because it's not been found, right? We talk about it and we know that it's there. We know, I mean, I talk about the epigenome all the time because the epigenome is what gives us control over ourselves. It is God's free will that he gave us. You know, to me, it's kind of, you know, they go hand in hand. Um, and um, trying to not be too wonky with this, Point of, point of that is we know that it's there. We know that we have DNA. We know we have these genetics. We know we have epigenetics. But I think it's so fascinating because to me, it is a God thing. You know, is you know, scalar lights, God created is how it is who we are and how epigenetics gives us our free will. It's all God given. And I don't know if any of that makes sense to you. <laughs> okay, good. It, it, it does, and thank you for, for elaborating upon that. Continue. Yes. I don't know if I know how. It, it's more to the point that, that there's, there's so much that we don't know and understand that is outside of who we are as a human experience. Um, you know, we can talk about just, you know, energetics right and you know I used to go energy you know that's that's totally woo woo because I don't understand it God created energy so I have impact on those who are around me whether I say anything or not right um, and we all impact each other that's why gratitude is so important because it does put out positive energy it creates goodness and wellness around us when we have gratitude and if we're sitting in negativity it literally will bring everybody around yes. down around you and so it, 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 I think it, it just goes beyond this. There's there's so much that we don't understand that's so beautiful and fascinating. And and I think sort of the point to the fact that we don't really know what a double helix looks like. There's a lot of stuff out there that science has told us that is either been disproven and not admitted to. You know, for example, the cell. The, the cell we have these pictures of the cell when half of these pictures are not proven parts of a cell. Um, you, so you, I, you, I assume you know what I'm talking about. These are things that were new to me because if you go through, just if you just go through, you know, junior high and high school, you're learning science, you're learning parts of the cell, you're like, oh, okay, so this is all proven. Not the case. There's so much that we don't know. Yeah. So I don't know where well, to go with that. But oh, very good. Now, what do I like about that work? Uh -huh. And again, I, I, I respect everybody. I respect the medical community. Yes. But the medical community is working at a biological, physical mm -hmm. level. Right. I don't work there. I work at a higher level. That's right, a higher level of intelligence. And the intelligence that I work with commands the physical level, commands the universe. 
Now, without equivocation, the instrument has never failed. Anybody who's ever sent me their photographs that they had herpes, this has never failed. If they sent me their photograph and I matched it up with a photograph of herpes viruses, various herpes viruses, after I work with them, they never have a viral load. They never, they, most people never have blisters or symptoms mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. So what's the point? We're working with the first principle. We're working with the first cause. Energy, light is fundamental. Mm -hmm. It's a first cause. Mm -hmm. Every time I work with my instrument, if I tell my instrument to negate the intelligence of herpes, it happens. It always carries through. My work is flawless because I work with energy. So cool. Okay. So when you're working with someone, and I know you're working with however many hundreds of thousands, you said a little while ago, you're working with a lot. Half, half, half a million photographs a day. Half a million a day, okay. Yeah. I'm assuming you, and so, okay, let me see how I wanna say this, because I know, you know, on your website, you have your programs that you do, right? Um, and you have your basic scalar light program. Are you, I guess when people work with you, they have specifics or and or does the, the basic scalar light cover all of that or does, do you understand my question? Because I'm not sure I do. Yes. How do you work is with it, people? Maybe that's what it is. There are different programs. <laughs> if, if women want female hormones, I take photographs of female hormones and I match it up to their photograph. Okay. Right? Uh -huh. if, people, if people want our standardized program, just send me your photograph and we work with you by way of scan energy to eradicate microbes, to assemble nutrients, and to balance your chakras. That's our standardized program. Okay. We, as I mentioned, we have a natural foods program. If you want natural foods, you're gonna send us your photograph and we're gonna download those, those photographs, if you will, of food into you. So we have different programs, natural foods would be a, a photograph of tomato or spinach. So pretty. Now, why is this so important? There's no human interpretation. If you look at that photograph of spinach, there are thousands of phytochemicals. Their energy field is in that spinach photograph. Huh. That is beyond my understanding as to how those thousands of phytochemicals, flavonoids, etc., vitamins, minerals, cooperate with one another, synchronistically work with one another. That syncretism is beyond me. Mm -hmm. Why, there's just too many permutations. Mm -hmm. What do I like about my work? I don't have to ascertain those 1,000, 2,000 phytochemicals. The energy does that, and the energy downloads that into my quantum field. Huh. All right, so how many, how many, I'm gonna go back to like viruses and microbes and things like that, because that's a lot of my, my world. Yes. Are you doing, and I'm not going to say all of them, obviously that's too much, but are you doing all, like all of the big main ones or, yes. how, and, and are you, for those yes. who are just doing sort of the basics, are you just putting in the certain ones and, and basically the equipment, the lab, the, the intelligence, intelligence. <laughs> it, it looks for Correct. the virus. Yes. energy yes. and so you don't really know what's happening with each person you're just sticking it in and letting it do its job essentially 
Exactly. Unless, exactly. unless of course, you're doing data or there's, research. There's no human reasoning here. That's why it always works. <laughs> Light, energy, does all the work. Tom does not do any work. <laughs> there's no room for human error. Why? It's, it's energy, it's divine action. So, for instance, I'm going to hold up a motif, a, a, excuse me, uh, if you will, this montage of 15 different viruses. Mm -hmm. In one instant, if I place those viruses in the quantum field next to my quantum field, there would be a download of intelligence into my quantum field. Whatever virus I had in my mm -hmm. quantum field, it would be negated. We would eliminate the intelligence instantaneously. Now, to answer your question, I have 400,000 photographs of microbes. Okay. Different species of microbes. I have a gigantic library. I've worked on this my entire life. So in one hour, approximately, I can scan, I can look for the intelligence of 400,000 species of microbes and remove them or negate the intelligence. So going back to your HIV group of people, in doing this research and knowing that you are working with people specifically for HIV, are you only specifically doing HIV with them or are you doing everything else? When I work with people, it's the pathogenic cleanse. It's our typical program. I always work with people with the pathogenic cleanse every day for 400,000 species of germs. Okay. Okay. So... And this might be getting in the lead, in the weeds a little bit. Um, you know, often we, so it's so much about our, our body is about the terrain, right? So often if we are letting, if, if we're not able to fight microbes, it's because there's something that's creating a toxic load. Um, there's something that's not allowing the body to work properly. Um, is HIV a, uh, you know, does it take hold because the body isn't strong enough to defend itself? Um, or does it take hold just because it takes hold, right? I mean, I think there are lots of questions there. So I don't know if I have a question there, except I'm, I'm curious of your thoughts on, you know, because you're eradicating everything and you're also eradicating HIV, I'm just, I guess I'm more curious about what, you, what your thoughts are on the, the terrain and the inability to, to fight. Yeah, and that's why for only one hour a day will I eradicate pathogens. Okay. For the remaining 23 hours a day, I want the body to be vigilant. I don't want to, if you will, weaken the immune system. Yep. I don't want to compromise the okay. immune system. Okay? Uh -huh. And then moving on, we have to keep in mind, when I'm working with this energy, we really don't know how it interfaces with the chemical world, with our biochemistry. Yeah. I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't know. And uh -huh. frankly, if it does interface, it's not... It's not going to be your typical interface that we've experienced with chemicals or reagents sure. or food. Sure. Because all of my work is non-physical. So how does non-physical information download into the physical plane or the biological plane? Well, that's an interesting question. We don't know. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to titillate the audience with this. My okay. predecessor, a man by the name of Hieronymus. Now, follow this. Follow the consecration. Hieronymus grew plants in the dark with scalar energy. He had plants in his basement. He grew plants in the dark with the scalar energy, no sunlight. So what does that mean? That apparently scalar energy, this is obviously a biological form, plants, can receive energy from the sun, the stars, and grow. They receive their sunlight and their nutrition 
through a scalar energy instrument. Okay. So are the plants, were the plants in soil and water? Yeah. Yes. They were in the, soil. The, plant, yeah, mm -hmm. the plants were in soil and, and, and yes, they were potted plants mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and uh, they, he did water them, but there was no sunlight. No sunlight. So, so there's, it's completely dark and he just used the energy. So it wasn't like it was your light bulb. It was just... Okay. That's correct. He, dark. Okay. He, he actually, uh, if you will, funneled scalar energy into his basement. Uh -huh. So that, in many ways, proves that scalar energy really is the driving force behind photosynthesis. Mm. That is, sunlight or starlight is really the, the commanding general of all photosynthesis. And that, what we understand of electromagnetic energy, probably has a secondary effect. Okay, so on that, you know, we're talking about, so electromagnetic energy, because we have, I'm assuming good, good electromagnetic energy, but we also now have electromagnetic frequencies that are often very You're right. problematic. So is there a difference between the two? Let me say this. All energy of the stars initiates a scalar energy. It's a double mm -hmm. helix. Mm -hmm. And then when that double helix breaks down, it breaks down into electricity and magnetism. So electricity and magnetism are a derivative of the perfect energy, scalar energy. Scalar energy is the only perfect energy. Okay. So, <laughs> so would you put electromagnetic energy and electromagnetic frequencies, are they the same thing or are they yes. different? They are yes, the same I'm, thing. I'm considering it the same thing. And, and we okay. know that some people say through music that there's, there's some frequencies that are, are pleasant. Yes, other, sure. Other frequencies are, are unpleasant. So we have to identify those frequencies. Uh -huh. Now, yeah. keep in mind, scalar energy is not electricity. There's no frequencies with scalar energy. Okay. It's, it's yeah. not the degraded form of energy. Oh, I like that. The degraded form of energy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, I think of, you know, we have our, and I don't, I'm not, I don't know a lot about this, you know, but our beta waves and our theta waves and our, you know, these are our, our brain waves and then the things that we can take in, the frequencies to help our body. You know, we talk about there's music therapy, there's sound therapy, you know, there's so many of these really amazing sound frequencies that are beneficial. And I guess, you know, put out positive frequencies if we're kind of going energetic um, and then, you know, th I guess what I'm getting at is it makes me think about the snowflake, right? The snowflake that you talk really terrible to, or it's just, I guess, as, as ice freezes, whatever that study was. Beautiful and fascinating because it, that again goes back to the positivity and the negativity of, that affects everything around you. Yes, and that's a scalar thought. Thought, thinking, mm -hmm. consciousness mm -hmm. is scalar energy mm -hmm. and when you think you can impart a beautiful form uh, on a, a water molecule but when you're negative you see some distortion uh -huh. why well those are your thought patterns that's yes. scalar energy mm -hmm. i'm firmly convinced that we have geniuses in this world and one of the reasons they're geniuses they can assimilate scalar energy mm -hmm. much much easier you know you, you've heard of some people who can memorize easily well that's a scalar energy gift yeah, I want that gift. <laughs> that would be a really great one to have. Okay, so we, I think we want to, I want to have you on again. Because there's, this is so amazing. Um, I do have to start to wrap up, but 
two things. I want to make sure if there's anything that you didn't say that you want to say, I want you to say it because this is just, it's again, it's, it's fascinating. It's amazing. It's hard for my brain to comprehend, but I love it. So I want you to, anything else. It, it is a new science, and I, mm -hmm. I want to introduce this new science to the world. Now, my work is unique because these instruments are unique. So what's the point? I want to intrigue people. I want mm -hmm. people to get on the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the only scalar energy researcher. So those of you in the audience who are interested, help us. Get, yeah. We're all grassroots. We have yeah. to get this technology out there. Cool stuff. And so how do people find you? How do they reach out to you? Um, scalarlight.com, S-C-A-L-A-R, scalarlight, L-I-G-H-T. Visit our website. You can actually sign up for 15 days of free sessions by emailing the only email that you're photographing includes your family and pets, scalarlight.com. Thanks, Nikki. Well, I love that too because your family and your pets, which is cool. And I will say that I have been a part of this since the last time we talked. It's probably been three months um, and I included my family and my pets. And so uh, it's all, I, I at some point would like to just kind of talk to you and pick your brain, you know, one-on-one -on -one, um, if you don't mind. But uh, thank you for this. This is, again, it's just the coolest thing. I love having people like you on who are passionate, but it's about, it's about sharing, it's about serving, it's about giving, it's about bringing all the goodness. Um, and I love where you're coming from, you know, anyway, thank you that thank you so um everybody he, all of his information his his you know free 15 days all of that stuff we'll have in the show notes we'll have in the in the comments section um i am seeing that instagram did not work this morning so we'll still put everything out there that we can but you can always find us on youtube you can always find us um pretty much all over the place and then of course anywhere uh you find your favorite podcast we're going to be there as well so uh dig in this is cool stuff um it's it's really cool i love i love the data behind what you're doing and what and what you're giving to people so so thank you for that um and you can find me anywhere uh you find taste life nutrition so the website is tastelifenutrition.com all the social media taste life nutrition uh you can reach out and uh i have a free assessment that you can um i should also i should probably start putting some scalar light stuff on my assessment but <laughs> um, I will, you know, fill that out and I'll reach out to you and I'll see if there are ways that I might be able to help or if anybody who I know is doing really cool things, if they can help you as well. Because my, my goal is always to be of service and to find the people who, who are going to best serve you. So um, also we were talking a little bit about epigenetics a little while ago, which is sort of where I love to nerd out a bit. Uh, soulful conception is... Uh, is is my heart you know we have the we have such an amazing ability if we take the time to prepare for pregnancy prior to getting pregnant we can impact generations of health and uh, and I want to create awareness around that I think it's so important to to really plan for pregnancy both mom and dad and take the time to get as healthy as you can so you can have that healthy pregnancy healthy baby and healthy great 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 grandkids so anyway if you have questions about that reach out that is going strong having a lot of fun with that and that's what we got so join us here next week 10 a.m mountain time on kuhsdenver.com
appreciate you being here and we'll see you next week. Bye guys. Tom, hang on with me just one second.